0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Hi, 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 hi. I feel like I left you on such a cliffhanger in last week's episode. I, I, I really kind of did. <laughs> and I have so much to share right now, but I just gotta say, I am sitting in this. So, our little cabin in the woods has a little, like, a side room that doesn't belong to the house. It's like a little sunroom or something and it's really warm in here and i have all the windows and the doors open so it's literally like i'm recording this outside sitting in a meadow so hopefully you'll be able to hear some birds and the sounds of the wind and it's been raining a little bit today i really feel like like i literally have one of my legs hanging out of this room like i'm, I'm half outside recording this podcast in case you're wondering about all the all the nature sounds that you might hear <laughs> But, wow, Wow, What a week. What a day, even. what a what a life. Let's take a moment to ground into the body, just as we start to root into the here and now. So take a moment right now, and before we you know close our eyes and dive into breath and all of that, see if your body has a need to shift or change something. If there's an intuitive need for you to stand up and shake your body a little bit just to move some energy in this moment. If there's a need for you to change your positioning, how you're sitting or standing right now, anything to bring you a little closer to home, right? So just a quick check in. What do I need? Yeah, I had this need right now just to draw my shoulders way down my back body and sit up a little taller and Just wiggle my feet around a little bit just to make sure I'm really comfortable as I am. And you do the same. Meet your own needs in that small way. And then when you feel ready, if it's helpful, you close your eyes. Let's take a real deep, full breath. Inhale in through the nose. Open the mouth. And let go. Oh, Let's do that again, but a little louder this time. Full inhale in through the nose, deepest breath of the day. Hold the breath for a moment and sigh it out. Oh, you know, sometimes releasing a little noise, a little sound with a breath really helps the body to soften a little bit. And then you can bring the breath back through the nose and just keep a steady rhythmic flow of the inhale and the exhale. And take your time to arrive. You can keep your awareness right at the center of the body, right? Sensing within your physical body any sensation or whatever this experience of this now feels like. And then allow every cycle of breath to grow just a little bit deeper. It doesn't have to be a strange kind of breath or a breath that feels really forced, right? But just a little bit of a deepening with each cycle of breath. So the inhale becomes a little bit longer. And the exhale becomes a little bit deeper. Really take your time. And as you continue breathing in this way, noticing inside, so not just within the body and the breath, but noticing inside, as in inside of your heart, inside of your feeling body, right? That energetic, emotional container that is you. How are you doing today? Let's sit with that for a little bit. How are you doing today? How are you doing really? Really? Yeah, if you put all of your walls down, if you take the mask off in every sense of the word, just soften every part of who you are, right? Really get to the truth of, how are you really? And I can sense in my own body just asking that question, right? Like, how are you really? How am I really? My shoulders drop a little bit. Hmm. It's lovely to hear that question asked. Even if it's just us asking ourselves, right? How am I really? Instead of the, how are you doing? I'm fine. You know, that we kind of flow through all day, every day. But how are you really? What's happening inside? How is your heart? How's your day? Hmm. How's your life right now? And we'll allow ourselves a little bit of space right here just to breathe and feel, right? We're very used to this instant gratification of everything, right? Especially in this day and age, we want everything right now, all the answers right away. But dropping into this kind of practice where we're feeling for the truthful answer of how we are doing, it takes a little bit of time for us to get there. Sometimes right away, we're hit with this emotion of, whoa, whoa, actually, I'm feeling a lot right now. Or actually, I'm ecstatic. I'm so happy. I'm so joyful. Or, hey, I feel totally frustrated right now. There's frustration. I can feel it in my bones. I'm just, I'm angry. I'm, I don't know what to do with myself. That's a feeling. Or maybe it's it's been a long time since I asked myself that, and I have no idea how to find the answer. That's really valid too. We can feel totally disconnected, totally numb. We can feel like we're not feeling anything, right? And of course we can feel every other emotion available to us as humans, but just feel in for the answer to that. How are you really? And give yourself enough time? Okay. There's no rush, no place else you have to be right now. But right here, there's nothing more important than this. And if you sense, I just placed my hands to my heart and my belly, just this feeling of wanting to connect with myself in a deeper way. If that's helpful to you, you can do the same. Or if any other shift in your physical body comes your way, trusting that. And then as with all of these practices we do at the beginning of this podcast, reminding ourselves that there is no end game that's specific to this kind of practice. Right? When we check in with ourselves and we drop in and we tune in, it's not to get to some place we've decided in our minds that we're supposed to be. Right? Which could be like, oh, I want to feel peaceful. Let me do this check-in so I can get to peace. Or I want to feel happy. Let me drop in so I can get happy again. No. You know, we're not judging one state of being as higher or better than the other. But rather validating ourselves in every emotion we find inside. Validating ourselves and seeing ourselves and allowing ourselves also in the shame In the anger, in the embarrassment, in the sadness, in the fear, in the panic, in the numbness. In every emotion we were told since we were little kids is a bad emotion, right? In every feeling we've been conditioned to believe is wrong or not right. We hold ourselves and see ourselves in everything we are. So if the thing you're feeling in your heart right now feels uncomfortable, see if you can give yourself a little space to just be with that discomfort right now. Identifying the feeling and then lingering in the feeling for a little bit. Not saying you have to sit here for an hour or for the rest of the day or even for five minutes. You know, you can linger in the feeling for a few breaths. And then return to the day-to-day stuff or thoughts. or Open your eyes at any moment. Or, you know, you can make that transition inward. And then step back out. Anytime you want. Let's see if we can take just a few breaths in silence right now. Not changing anything. Not fixing anything. Just letting ourselves be exactly the way we already are. Let's take another cleansing breath right here. Full inhale in through the nose. And out through the mouth. If you want to Stay listening to the rest of this podcast, eyes closed, feeling into the body. Go right ahead. Let this remain a sacred space. If you're ready to blink the eyes open and maybe you're multitasking as you listen to this show or doing something else, feel free. Go right ahead. Just absorbing life in every way that makes sense to you. Hmm. Hey. Hey. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. I really did need that check-in. It's been an emotionally intense couple of days it's been an emotionally intense fucking year okay we all know that but especially these past couple of days have been really emotionally a little bit overwhelming and not just in a negative way there's been a lot of beautiful things too but where to begin okay so dennis is here (laughs) my husband is here leah's papa is here dennis is here dennis is home Oh, I, I could cry just from the fact that he's here, right? It's, it's so wonderful. So he landed just yesterday as I'm recording this, I picked him up at the airport, it's like at like 5pm. And uh, so we haven't even spent a whole day together yet, like he literally just arrived, but the anticipation leading up to him getting here after almost two months apart has been really intense i gotta say you know and it's been also the it's been intense leading up to him getting here with Leia. Leia has been missing him so much and it's almost been as he started getting closer and she could be she was actually able to count down the days in a way that made sense to her right two months is like too much time for a four-year-old to grasp two weeks is too much time for a four-year-old to really grasp But once we got down to a week and we're counting down from seven, six, five, you know, she could really get it. And she's been making these lists. This was so, so cute because she's so young. She hasn't done this before, but she spent a bunch of time. I mean, she's doing arts and crafts like all day. It's basically what she does all day. She has a little scissor. She has a little pencil case with pencils and pens and she has paper and twine and thread and especially the scissors and the tape those are like her two favorite things and she's like working on something and then she comes over and she says here mama I made a list for the day papa gets here and I'm like oh what's the list she says it's the list of the day I'm like okay and on the side of the paper she's written like perfectly beautifully one two three four five and we we haven't practiced numbers like at all like we haven't I don't know why. We're just not, she hasn't been super interested in numbers like at all. So we never, I never showed her that. I didn't know she knew how to write numbers, honestly. (laughs) And then next to the one is like a little symbol of something that I didn't understand until after. It's like a little symbol. And next to the two is a little symbol. Next to the three is a symbol. And I'm like, okay, so what does this mean? She says, number one, put on clothes. Number two, brush your teeth. Number three, go to the store. Number four, go get Papa number five go for a swim <laughs> I was like I was like okay and I mean this was her anticipation of the whole day right and she says aha and then every day she would go back to this list and she would check the list and said mama I'm ready for my list for when the day Papa gets here I'm like okay these are things we do every day but she's like this has to happen in this order right I mean she's been so cute waiting for him to get here and I've been feeling really nervous the idea of him getting here in, in different ways. Like, I've been nervous, you know, is he going to love it here as much as I love it? Is he going to feel at home here the way I feel at home here? What's his energy going to be like? I've been really nervous about that. I mean, he spent these two months still in like mold trauma in Aruba, you know, every day figuring things out. He just told me today, he's had, he had so many nights where he didn't eat dinner, days he didn't eat breakfast like he hasn't been taking care of care of himself in that way at all like basic stuff that yeah he's just he's not a guy who cooks so if he's had like a really overwhelming long day and he gets home super late he's like yeah some days i just went to bed i didn't have dinner i just went to bed and i'm like dude but that's the quality of the days he's had right he's been so busy so overwhelmed juggled so many things and it's been it's been a really hard hard time for him and Meanwhile, you know, it took Leah and I like two weeks to land here to really come down, to really begin putting all the stress away and really enjoy ourselves. So we've had a month and a half of just enjoyment here, of peace, of quiet, of we're moving at this really gentle pace where we don't need to do anything. We don't need to go anywhere. We don't need to have a plan for the day. We're just hanging out in the garden or in the woods, right? So I've been nervous, like what if his energy is going to be really stressed and really Like, it's going to take him a long time to wind down. You know, what if he doesn't, like, what if he's in an energetic space where woods and quiet, like, is triggering? Because that can be the case if we've had really overwhelming stress for a long time that, you know, too much peace is like, we can't, we can't meet that in ourselves yet. We need transition to get there. So, like, I don't know. I had all these thoughts in my head, like, what if, what if? And then... Of course, this being the last, we had the last days, Lea and I alone, like last girl's time, last, you know, moments of her and I just being together, which was really lovely. And I mean, as much as I really have missed having a co-pilot in this parenting game, and like a real, you know, having Papa back, it's also been really special for her and I to have this time alone, you know. And then... The day came yesterday and Leah wakes up and she literally like pops out of bed and goes, Papa is coming today. You know, it's like greater than a birthday, greater than Disney World, like greater than anything I can imagine for it was just the best day. She immediately runs and she gets this list and she's like looking at the list as if she's seeing it for the first time, even though she spent days holding this list, like preparing for what's going to happen in the day, the day Papa comes and she goes with the list. Hmm. Number one. Put on clothes. Number one, put on clothes. I'm putting on clothes. And then she disappears for like 45 minutes, choosing this carefully, choosing this perfect outfit of what she's going to wear when Papa comes. And he was going to land at 5 p.m. This was like 7 a.m., right? We had a whole day ahead, you know. And I knew whatever she picks out, she's going to get that dirty and messy, and we're going to change anyway. But you know, And then she goes back to her list. Number two, brush your teeth. I'm brushing my teeth, mama. I'm brushing my teeth for papa. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm like, okay, go brush your teeth. (laughs) And then number three, go to the store. Mama, when are we going to the store? And I'm like, I don't even know where she got that idea that we were going to go to the store on that day. Like I didn't plan for that, but we ended up having to go to the store because we needed to buy some food. And I'm like, we're going to go to the store right before the airport, like at four so not yet so she spent like 7 30 a.m till 4 p.m asking me maybe every 10 minutes when are we going to the store because that was number three on her list and she got stuck there (laughs) you know (laughs) I mean she just cracks me up she's such a little like she has such personality she's she's hilarious this little kid and yeah I just cleaned out the cabin really well and you know plan for what to eat in the evening. I really felt like I wanted to make it super special for him to get here. And I've had this feeling, I mean for weeks, like I just want to take care of him. Like when he gets here, I just oh, whatever he needs, right? I want to like let him sleep as much as he needs to sleep and bike and run and be in nature and cook him really nourishing foods and make sure he isn't eating any shit. <laughs> Because I know he's been eating so much shit, <laughs> being away from us. Like, <laughs> the first thing Leah asked when we were in the car, driving from the airport, she goes, Papa, we don't have any burgers for breakfast. And he was like, what? She's like, we don't have any, we don't eat any burgers for breakfast. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, "Leah, were you just thinking, what is Papa going to want to eat for breakfast? Yeah. And then you thought Papa loves burgers yeah yeah papa really loves burgers <laughs> like that's the one thing she associates that is with when it comes to food is burgers because the man I mean he could just live off of burgers and fries vegan burgers and fries and like vegan nuggets or vegan hot I mean any like junk food that is vegan like that's that's what my man is built from right like any healthy food he eats is because I put it on a plate in front of him. Like, that's it. So I don't know what he's been eating for the past seven weeks. Like, I'm really grateful we have our cafe in Aruba, our vegan vegan cafe there, because there's a lot of healthy options on the menu. But I don't think he's making those choices. <laughs> I think he's eating the loaded, like, fries at the cafe. Every day, like we have loaded fries at the cafe, they're amazing with this homemade like queso dip. Oh, it's so good. They're so good. Oh, I I miss those fries. I haven't had fries in so many months. Holy shit. But anyway, so you know, we went through the lists, we had our day, and then we get to that we drive to the airport. No, we first drove to the store, of course. And Leia's like sitting in the car holding her list. Drive to the store, she gets to check that off her list, and then the next part is like get papa. And we drive to the airport and Sweden, I mean, I know so many people listen to this show who aren't Swedish, but Sweden never had a mask mandate. Like no, like there's, you know, they recommend and that came super late. I feel like it was in the fall of 2020. For the whole year, there was no one wearing a mask of any kind. I mean, I I don't know any friends who, who wore masks and every photo, video, anyone has sent me from Sweden, even like public transportation or in grocery stores or anywhere. No one's wearing a mask at all. So, and we've been in the woods, right? Like maybe going to the grocery store, you'll see one person in a mask and usually it's like an elderly person or someone wanting to be extra safe. But since there's no rule or law or anything that says you have to, people aren't. So we get to the airport and, you know, we've been in the woods for seven weeks. <laughs> we get to the airport and it's packed with people, packed with people and Everyone is wearing a mask, of course, because it's the airport and at the airport you have to. And I had this moment of like just stepping into the airport. I was like, wait, oh, yeah, coronavirus. Shit. <laughs> and I felt so privileged. I mean, oh, like I basically had two months where I I haven't been thinking about coronavirus because I've been isolated and we haven't had we haven't interacted with almost anybody right and the people we have been interacting with we haven't been talking about like I I don't know if it's a Sweden thing or if it's we're past the hump of it now and things are getting better so people aren't talking about it anymore like I'm not hearing about people being sick now I don't want this to be like coronavirus doesn't exist in Sweden because I know it's of course it's still here it's still everywhere and everyone needs to be super careful and you know follow all the regulations even if it's not rules like in Sweden and do what they can right to minimize the spread like I'm all all pro that and i just realized what a blessing it's been to have a break from pandemic madness because it's exhausting it is exhausting to every everything we hear about constantly for a year and a half has been this freaking pandemic and how things are bad and then things are getting worse and things are scary and new regulations and new this and how are we going to make it through it's tiring and it's important, of course, but it's tiring and just stepping into the airport with every single, and I'm like, shit, do I even have a mask, right? And I've had a year and a half of my life where there's always a mask in my purse. Like, I mean, in Aruba, you can't go anywhere without a mask. It's just like, there's a, it's mandated everywhere. So I have masks in my car. I mean, I know you're listening. If you're in the US or wherever you are, you have that too. You have a mask everywhere you go because you got it, right? Right. And you want to do the best you can to be in service of ending this pandemic. I mean, and then I was like, I don't even have a mask. Like, how am I going to be in the airport? I don't even have a freaking mask. And I like go back to the car and dig through the bottom of one of my bags there. And I had like probably a really gross one, right? A dirty one from when we came here. And we get to the airport and I was like really worried we were going to be super early and we're going to sit there waiting forever and we were there for like two minutes maybe and then Dennis comes out with his like cart with all of all of his like he has a bunch of production stuff and all of our camera equipment because we're going to film some yoga classes and some courses and stuff soon so he has a bunch of production stuff he had so much stuff but he comes and I'm like Leia Leia look and she just looks up and spots him in the crowd and I posted this to my Instagram so if you haven't seen it you should go to my Instagram just to look at this but she like does this thing that only kids do where they stretch out their arms way before they reach the person they want to hug. You know, she's like running through the airport with her arms out like wings, like, Papa! Almost got hit by a guy pushing a cart because she's like not seeing anybody else. And he just like barely gets to put his stuff on the ground to pick and then right on time, like picks her up and just... Oh, like I get a little goose bumpy just really like reliving, reliving the moment because it was... Like, he was completely choked up. She was so happy. She couldn't keep her body still. Like, she's just kicking her little legs, like, with just complete and utter joy. Like, it was so precious, so precious, so precious, you know. And then getting to squeeze him and hug him and kiss him. It's been... mm. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news... It wasn't until I, I hugged him. I don't know anyone there. I mean, if you've been away from your person for a long time, but then as an I, we rarely are, right? I mean, we we're not only married and have a kid together and live together, but we also work together, right? And we do all of our work together. So we're we we've spent the last eleven years, yeah, with each other, never apart, you know. And now all this time, I think a part of me Not that I shut down to like not feel, but a part of me just, yeah, I'm just moving through my day, right? I'm not walking around the kind of the way you do when you're newly in love with someone. Like when we just met, like in the first months or first year of us being super newly in love and you're so infatuated and it's like everything is new and butterflies and all of this, like the beginning stages of any relationship where when you're apart. Like I remember he, he would like go to work like in the first months or first year of, of us dating and I would like miss him. I'm like, oh, like I can't, like it physically hurts to be apart from it. Sometimes I would, I mean, he's only working like a day. He worked at the surf shop then. And I would go there and just hang out so I could just be with him, you know, <laughs> which seems so bizarre now that we've been together for 11 years and we've been through what feels like a lifetime together because the, the way you start to miss your person, it's a different kind of missing. Right. It's not that like kind of surface level, but also really acute, like, oh, my God, I need to be with this person right now. It physically hurts. Like I need them. No, 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 no. I cannot be one second without them. It's not like that. You know, it's a deeper level, but also more mellow kind of feeling like, yeah, like a piece of me is missing you know? And it's not like it's unbearable and I'm bleeding out and I'm dying because I'm not with him for this week or these weeks. But it's like something's not right in my world, right? Our world is a little off axis. Not every, like I'm missing, it's like I'm driving a car and I only have three wheels. Like it's like a piece is missing. Something's not 100%. And I can feel that all through the day that he's missing that I miss him but it's not that kind of missing where like I can't can't live without you and I'm calling him crying no you know it's like feels like a very grown-up way to miss your person and you know when we're you get to this place where you've been together for so long and you share everything and you know it wasn't until I hugged him at the airport and I get this, got to snuggle my whole face into his neck and he like picks me up and squeezes me and just holds me in his big Dennis arms that I can feel my whole being like soften, like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, where I just really, really had to cry because, oh my God, okay. Like now everything is right in the world again. You know, I could cry just talking about that now because... I have missed him so much, but it's also, it's been almost like I haven't held that missing of him in the forefront of my day because I'm, you know, taking care of a kid and moving through my adult life. And it was really wonderful to just feel those feelings, you know, that feeling of everything is right in the world again and how I've missed him, how I've missed him. And the most beautiful thing about this, you know, of course we drove home. And I'm like, it feels like I'm, it felt like I'm showing him my hometown, like coming here. Like I'm showing him every little corner and then we're going to drive here and you're going to make a left here and then a right here. And then here's this house and here's this farm, just the road leading up to the, to this little cabin. I really felt like I'm showing him something so important, Right. And we get here and it was raining in the day. And as we get here, of course, like the sun comes out and it's this perfect temperature, perfect weather. It's so beautiful. Everything is so alive and green and flowers everywhere. And it's just, and I realized I'm like, I don't have to try to make him love this place. Like this place is like, you can't not love this place. I mean, I don't have to try I don't have to do anything. And he just came here and he's like, wow, 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 wow you know, and and I think even maybe I undersold the cabin a little bit because I've only been talking about how small it is knowing how, I mean, he's like a, he's six foot four. I mean, he's a really big guy. He can't stand up straight. And I mean, he can't to get into the bathroom. He has to like double over. <laughs> he's already hit his head so many times in this cabin. Like he'll get used to it. I know that. But he walks into the cabin. He's like, dude, this is like you undersold this. I, he thought it was going to be, unlivably tiny and it's not that tiny it's just tiny for us and our lifestyle and our lives right but of course he loves it and then all through the evening Leia's doing this thing where (laughs) she's done i mean she used to do when she was a baby right like then is the night we were hugging in the kitchen and she comes up and she lifts her arms and she's like mama Papa. And we take her under one armpit each and lift her up. And then we're just standing there in the kitchen, the three of us just hugging. And she looks at us beaming. And she says that, Mama, Papa, like, we're here, all of us, both of us, you know, all three of us together. And in the evening, I mean, she just couldn't stop like touching him. She just wants wants to be on his lap. She just wants to hugs. It's like she wants to make sure he's still there. And the most palpable feeling or moment, I guess, I've had of how big of an impact it's made for her to be apart from him for this long, was at, in the middle of the night. Like it was time for us to go to bed. Like she she went to bed, and then Dennis and I had we had such a nice evening. We I I made homemade vegan meatballs, like the most Swedish plate you can imagine. I was really thinking, like, what would he like? He loves Swedish food. Like he loves traditional Swedish food. I am like, I am gonna make him the most Swedish thing ever. So we had homemade vegan meatballs boiled, like fresh organic potatoes, homemade, we call it a brown sauce or a cream sauce. I don't know what the version of this is. It's like a, I make it with oat cream. It's like a, yeah, like a cream, like a brown sauce. I don't know (laughs) that you have with meatballs and potatoes. I don't know. And then lingonberry jam or like raw lingonberries that you stir with some sugar and pickles, you know, and they're really good, like, organic white wine like we had a really nice evening and it's time to go to bed and we go up into the loft and ask like I come up Leia had just stood up and she was like mama mama like I had she had a nightmare and she starts crying and I'm like it's okay she's like sleep with me please lie with me and I'm like yes 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 because we were going to bed so I'm like lying down with her and I'm like hey papa's coming too and she says what it's like she forgot he was there and then he comes into the room and she sees him and she reaches out her arms and she's like Mama, papa, and then she started crying. You know, she had that like super emotional moment of like all three of us together. And then, you know, we normally don't sleep like this because I'm a solo sleeper, like I liked my space when I sleep, but we slept like all wrapped up, the three of us and Ringo, you know. And she's hugging us at the same time and she's just looking at him, looking at me, and she fell asleep with a smile on her face. Like, I kept looking at her. I'm like, she fell asleep with this feeling. Okay, she's just emanating this feeling. All is well in my world now. <laughs> and I mean, I'm so, I'm so grateful. Like, I'm so grateful. And when, when he was putting her to bed, of course, she took like a while to fall asleep because she was so excited from everything. But when he was putting her to bed, I went down to the dock to go for a swim. You know, I've been swimming here three times a day since we came here in April. So it started off six degrees Celsius. I mean, freezing, like almost freezing. And now it's already 20. Like it's like 19 degrees or something. It's crazy, which is really warm. And Dennis cannot deal with cold water. Like he he won't swim in an Aruba. Like it takes him time to get into the crystal clear, warm turquoise waters of Aruba. Like he's a wuss when it comes to water or to cold, like cold water. So there's no way he's going to swim in Sweden. I mean, there's no way. And uh, so I knew he didn't want to swim with me. I'm like, I'm going to go down and swim. And I had this moment of like walking down onto the dock and I get in the water and the sun just filtered through the clouds. You know, the sun is up here until almost midnight. Like it's basically the sun like dips below the horizon and then comes straight back up. It doesn't get really dark here in the summers at all. We're so far north. So it's like maybe, I don't know, it was late. Like she was up late. It was maybe nine, I think. Yeah. And the sun just came down. It's like the sun is going to set soon. And it had this really amazing, the light was just so beautiful. And I just stayed in the water, just floating, watching the light and the trees. And then I swam out a little bit and I look back to the house, you know, on the land here. And I just started crying. I was just in the water, just crying, 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 speaking Swedish to, to God <laughs> To the land, to Mother Earth. I don't know who I was talking to. But just tuck, so tuck Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I just couldn't stop saying those words. Like I'm so, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Like I'm grateful for the time we got to have here. I'm grateful for the healing I found here. So grateful, so grateful that the universe led us here of all places, of every twist and turn, like, you know, any place we could have ended up, we ended up here, this place that feels like home. And I had this feeling of no matter what comes next, right, wherever we end up living permanently, whatever permanently lives, wherever we end up spending the rest of the year or the rest of our lives, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful for this time here. And I'm so grateful he's back. You know, I'm so grateful. Like also this feeling of like, I can relax now in a deeper way because someone has my back. Right? Like I have support now. Like I'm held now. Like My husband's here now. There was a lot. I cried and I cried and I cried, but I cried smiling, you know, those kinds of tears, those really grateful, like, holy shit, kind of overwhelming emotional tears. Like I just cried and cried. It's just been, yeah, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, it's been an emotional couple of days. I know I left you with a cliffhanger last week and even you know if you didn't listen to last week's podcast I shared my dream of wanting to buy this property where we are now and um, wanting to live here and that dream if anything it's stronger now I mean it's been a week I feel it's even bigger like now that Dennis is here and it's like it's real now and he loves it here too and he can like it's starting to shape for him too, the the possibility of our lives, not just in Sweden or in a general like area of, of this part of Europe or Sweden or whatever, but here, like right here. And after I recorded last week's podcast, I had a moment of like, should I even release this because I speak so much about this property? And, you know, in Sweden, I'm kind of a public person or people like, I get stopped at the grocery store all the time. I mean, Sweden is small, Sweden is tiny. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of like, I hate, you know, guys know I don't like the word influencer, but yeah, I'm more of a public person here, I think, than I am in a big place like the US, you know. So I know the owners, Yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't think they listen to the podcast, but I'm sure there's people like around them that do. And I'm like, maybe I'm recording this whole podcast stating this huge dream that I want to live here and they don't at all want to sell to me maybe that's not good maybe it doesn't show me in a good light maybe I'm like too honest about how badly I want it like I just had this feeling maybe I'm jinxing it basically by speaking this dream out loud and then putting it out there for people to hear like maybe I'm jinxing it maybe I should not you know I even told my assistant she was like where's the podcast for the week I'm like I'm gonna re I'm gonna re-record I don't want to release it I I was too honest about my dreams. Like I I felt, it felt too vulnerable and like, I'm going to jinx it. And then last moment I was like, fuck it. Like, when have I not been completely raw and honest about like everything on this show? And if the universe wants us to be here and this is the place we're supposed to be, you know, what I, (laughs) me stating that dream out loud, isn't going to jinx that or destroy my chances of that. Like, no, that's just my ego or my mind getting in the way. So at the end of it I felt good sharing that. It felt good speaking that dream out loud. And as I said like right before I recorded last week's podcast I was just about to have dinner with the owners. And it was so beautiful. It was like I'm not going to go into too detail too too many details obviously they're really private people but it was I was so nervous. I felt like I am having like I don't know I it felt like such an important evening. Just just me asking, asking the question felt so important. And I, for, there was a moment where I'm like, I don't know them, you know, like, I don't know, maybe we don't have a lot in common. What if it's awkward? What if they're just here because they want to be polite, you know, but they have no intention of selling this place. And, you know, they're just like entertaining this thing I have in my head so so they can turn me down, you know, like maybe it's not going to be. We had a lovely evening it was like I told Dennis afterwards I'm like if we get to move here we're gonna hang out with these people all the time like this is gonna be community like we're gonna have these dinners like they are just all around super cool people and just them and me and Leah like we had a really fun evening and I thought I would have to like at some point like in the middle of dinner go into this like awkward conversation of like okay so the reason I asked you guys over here you know it's like I would like to buy this property and live here you know that's kind of an awkward segue from like a casual dinner right but I didn't have to because they like right off the bat were like hey we can tell you really love it here like we can tell like this is really really special and there's a really special energy to this place since you guys came here and you're taking such good care of the property and you know like why don't you tell you tell us what do you have in mind like where is your head you know what are you thinking And I was like, oh, okay. And I just, I just got to share it. Like, here is exactly what I'm thinking. Here is what I would like. I would like to buy this from you. And, you know, in two months when we get to return here, because this place is rented over the summer, we would move in and I would put Leia in, in school here to start in September. And we wouldn't use this as like a summer house or a casual place, but like we would make this a home and take such good care of this land you know, and like my dream is to be self-sufficient on vegetables. Like that's my dream. That's my, yeah, that's my like end game goal is to not go to the grocery store anymore for anything aside from like things you can't grow here, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really my dream. And I, I was tearing up. I was really emotional just sharing that because I feel that so strongly. And I just said that the whole idea that in, In in a few weeks, I'm going to leave here and not return. That doesn't feel right. Like it doesn't feel like, like I could cry saying that because it feels wrong. That like we, I feel like we belong here. And maybe, you know, I said maybe to you, that's crazy hearing like the stranger tell you that, but that's really how, that's really how I feel. And I think in a lot of ways they've, you know, they can sense that too. Like you can see, you can see like, I'm like drowning in messages from you guys, like, oh my God, what is that place? It looks like you're meant to be there, like you're meant to live there. Like, Dennis says, I've never, I've never seen you this happy in that sense, this peaceful as, as you've been since you got here. Like, there's something really special for you in this land, in that place. It's palpable, I think. Everyone who's visited us here has said that. Like, Rachel, like, it's like, it's like you're meant to be here. Like this feels like your place. And of course, it's not my place, right? It's not my place. I don't own it. It's just airbnb being here, right? It's kind of crazy. So at the end of the dinner, I just, I really asked like, what are my chances? I didn't get a no and I didn't get a yes. And I. it's been a week and I don't know. It's been a week since the dinner. We had a lovely time. We said goodbye in a beautiful way. There was no strange feelings. I think they really liked that I was honest and shared what I what my dream was. And, you know, I was really appreciative that they that they could tap into that feeling with me, you know, that it was visible from their end too. But then they've owned it this place for thirty years. They've had this, and they never once thought to sell. So I think even if there is a sliver of a chance, I think the transition, just mentally to be like oh is this something we actually would ever consider selling which might not even be to me or now or you know it could be one of those things where yeah maybe we want to sell in 10 years we'll get back to you in a decade like that could be the thing or it could be just a no we don't we don't want to this is like we have too much invested here and no or it could be a yes I don't know (laughs) I don't know and I think or what I'm feeling now is I just want to focus on Dennis being here and really make sure that, you know, that he settles into this space the same same way I have, right? And I don't know, if like I haven't heard anything back at all about this in a week, I'm going to do a little check-in with them. And maybe there's a, you know, maybe there's a number I can give to see if we're even in the same place, or maybe they have a number in their minds, or maybe they don't have any number at all. And it's like, we thought it over and uh, the answer is no but please come back and rent anytime. Like that could also be a, a chance. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But the difference is I sense just sharing my longing, I guess, you know, with the world and with them, I feel more peace. You know, I feel like everyone is on the same page. I feel like I, I, I've i done what I can do. Right. I mean, I can't do more than just ask in a really authentic and genuine way. And and share that like that that's all I can do right it's kind of out of my hands I think so every day like the part what's left now like what else can I do I can just let go like what's left is just surrender and let myself continue dreaming which I'm doing every day like carefully cautiously even since Dennis came he says okay like if and he says He's like, you don't have your hopes up, right? It really feels like the odds are stacked against you. And I'm like, my hopes are so high. (laughs) My hopes could not be any higher. My expectations could not be any higher. I'm ready for the fact that if I get a no, I'm going to be heartbroken and completely heartbroken. Like I'm ready for that, but I'm okay with that. He's like, please don't get your hopes up any higher. I'm like, they can't go any higher. Like My hopes are maxed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to live here and my hopes are at max for that. But I'm also like prepared to have the heartbreak, right? Like that's okay. But even him, he was like, wow, so like where where would we put the sauna? Like down there in that spot? And I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, and then for the garden, like would you like extend over there? And, and he's like, well, for biking, like can I bike? Is, is it gravel all the way there? Like he's just thinking like long-term, like immediately he started thinking in that way. You know, what What would we add? What would, what would we develop? What would we cherish more? What's like the first thing we would like invite into the space if we get to live here, right? If we actually move here. He can't not like dream like that. It's just automatic as he stepped into the space. And, you know, all we can do now is just surrender to the fact that we don't know and trust that there will be a knowing that comes. And as soon as I have that... <sighs> If it's a no or if it's a yes, if we move here in the fall or we end up going back to Aruba, like, I will let you know. I promise. I promise. The thing is, and that is is really clear on this too, like, it's not like I want to live in Sweden and we're going to look around for anything we find in Sweden and maybe, hopefully, it's this place. It's like, if it's not this place, I don't think we're going to live in Sweden. Do you know what I mean? It's this. It's this place or... Or nothing for me. I'm not longing for Sweden as a whole big country. Like I'm longing for this place. <laughs> so yeah, we. Uh, I, I told him today, I'm like, do we need to put like a deadline for ourselves to know? Because Lea needs a school. And, you know, if we're going to like cancel her school or cancel the term in Aruba, we need to do that now. Otherwise, we're going to have to pay for that whole semester. Or if we need to find a place in Sweden, we need to like really work on that now. And you know what he said and he's the one who is always so like yeah he's been more stressed we need to know what our lives are we can't just move we have to like take one step at a time he was like you know what i don't think we're in a rush he told me that last night at dinner i'm like what do you mean no i think i think we can take a breath and just take a few weeks and just really enjoy the space and not feel stressed about it it's all gonna it's all gonna work out just how it's supposed to work out <laughs> and I've been telling him that right for weeks and he's been like everything is a panic nothing is right I can't figure anything out in Aruba and I kept saying as soon as you get to Sweden you're gonna feel this trust like everything's gonna be okay and immediately like his first night here he's like everything's gonna be okay We don't need to set a deadline to figure life out like it's gonna be okay maybe he also feels like it's like we're gonna live here I really hope, I really hope every day in my tea ceremony, every day in my yoga practice, I'm just like, I'm not even like praying for a yes for us to live here. I'm just, I'm just breathing here. You know, I don't have to try. I, I can just be here and that's going to be okay. So <laughs> that's my update. <laughs> that's my update for now the sun is out. Oh my God. Okay. Wait, I, in this exact moment of recording this podcast, I must, must take a photo from my podcast spot so I can post this to Instagram stories and show you what I'm seeing right now. I'm looking out, wait, let me record this. Okay, so I'm looking out from where I'm recording this podcast right now, and I see a pine tree and a birch tree, and just water in the distance, and right between these two, two trees is my husband and my daughter in a row boat. <laughs> they're, out, they're out rowing. <laughs> I can't even, I, I can't tell you how idyllic this is, okay? That's my husband and my kid out, out for a boat ride. They're just like Dennis is rowing this boat and Leia is sitting in the front <laughs> out in the distance casually. I asked, I'm like, What are you guys gonna do when I record the podcast? He said, I don't know, maybe we go down to the dock and they like took the boat <laughs> out and they're just it's like one of these moments, it's like a pride and prejudice, you know, like one of those countryside in England. Like that's what this moment looks like. It it's too idyllic. It's almost like ironic how idyllic this is. It looks it looks too good to be true. <laughs> So um, on that note, I think I'm going to go and and join them now. The sun is shining and the you can hear the birds. You can hear them, right? The thing I know for sure is it's going to be a beautiful summer. That, I feel that. I feel that. And I hope you feel that for yourself too. I really, really do. And I hope you're continuing to dream all the dreams that you planted seeds for last week and that... You get to continue holding yourself in that full reverence of being worthy of everything you long for. And if you're with your person, your kids or your best friend or whoever that person is for you in your life, squeeze them today, okay? Let's take care of our people and take care of ourselves and take care of our dreams. I love you and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And of course, a big, big thank you to all my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you enjoy the show, please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. I'll see you next week.